0: Welcome back to the podcast. This week, my guest is Rob Brayman, who's the founder of
1: Cogent Analytics. Welcome, Rob. Gary, really appreciate you having me on the show today.
0: So, Rob, tell us, how did you kind of get your, your first entrepreneurial experience and, and get going in business?
1: So, I got out of the military, and I was still a young man at the time. And like most vets, we get a job to start with. right? And... Um, you know, from that job, Gary, I quickly climbed the internal ranks of the company I was working for. My vice president at the time was opening his own thing and offered me an opportunity to come aboard, and that was my first, my first swag at equity. Uh, I was promised five percent equity, um, and there's a little funny ha ha at the end of that story, but. I got my first 2%, and then I got 1%, and lo and behold, when it came time to be awarded with the additional 2%, the individual that had made me the promise did not actually have the authority. He just assumed that the other partners were going to honor his commitment. Right. Suffice to say, the relationship came to an end. And to that gentleman's credit, he did true me up out of his own personal pocket, which was an it was an honor issue for him right and uh, you know from that journey I found a, a father and some partner that we were together for about a decade. I was still in a subordinate position at that point in time we had a third company that we built together we were we were equal partners and that we sold that standalone and then about a year and a half later my wife and I always followed me around you know my wife followed me around. And I, I said to her in passing, you know, honey, if you ever, ever wanted to be close to your parents, now would be that time. Um, so Suffice to say, I moved from Indiana did, to North Carolina pretty quick. Right. <laughs> and, and I was going to, I was going to open another company at that point in time. The The economics were such that I could open my own thing with my own banner and be a hundred percent shareholder. And, and I became a business analyst. You know, I, I remember waking up at about three o'clock in the morning after the bank had given me the loan. And I, I told my wife I was going to interview for some jobs. She asked me if I was crazy. And I told her she knew that answer. So, so she asked me why. And, um, I, you know, I said, Honey, you've been married to an entrepreneur. You know what that journey is. You know what that life is. I, I just have not. I've not been in what I call, you know, an employee environment since the very time I got out of the military and we had young kids at the time. So um, I interviewed for five jobs and I guess looking back on it, I was dumb enough to accept the the job as a business analyst. Mm -hmm. You know, that was circa, you know, 2002, 2003, working for another consultancy And and really, that was the equity journey. You know, when I I I worked for them for about eleven years, and and I'm going to stop at the water's edge. I I will tell you, I did not share the same value system of that firm. I never conducted myself that way. And Gary, I've shared this with you before when we were talking privately. I live by a set of values: honor, courage, wisdom, faith, perseverance, and loyalty. I hold myself to them. I hold. My leadership and every employee that works at coaching analytics to those values. But really, that was the impetus of, of the birth of coaching analytics. I I I knew that small business representation, other business owners, you know, these are these are mothers and fathers and sisters and brothers and cousins and you know disassociated partners who take the big leap into entrepreneurship. It's it's been my passion really for a lifetime now. And um, you know, I just knew I couldn't do it there anymore. So Cogent Analytics became a, a, a bootstrapped effort. I started eight years ago and, you know, sorry for the very long answer, but, you know, hopefully your, your listeners aren't bored to tears at this point in time. But I started Cogent Analytics based on my values and what I saw was a need in the marketplace for entrepreneurs To to genuinely have a partnership with their advisor. You know, people go to their accountant, they go to their attorneys, but rarely do they seek out the one group of professionals that would have a profound difference in the way they run their business every day. Accountants don't do that and attorneys don't do that. That's what we do. That's what we believe. You know, imagine if there was an occasion where you could talk to another president and and genuinely get operational guidance, financial guidance, equity guidance. Those are the things that that we do every day. That's my passion. And sorry very much so for the very long answer. So
0: so, you know, tell you know, tell our listeners what what Cogit Analytics actually
1: does. We represent the American Small Business Center. Um, we're in 30 states currently. We are working coast to coast. We've been in existence now for eight years. Um, you know, I, I'll bring out the profit platform because I think a company, whether you're a startup or a $2 billion organization, there are four major pillars to, to running a business. Business development, which is comprised of the activity of selling and met selling management and marketing. So business development is comprised of sales and marketing. It's not one or the other and neither are mutually exclusive. You have pillar number two, which is organizational engineering. That's all things about people. How do we hire? How do we train? How do we retain? How do we remunerate or compensate? How do we create variable compensation programs that inspire people to ownership thinking? That's the organizational pillar. Operational engineering, which is really efficiently producing your product at a profit in a market space. So whether you're a contractor or you're a tech firm or you're a manufacturer, that operational engineering is is taking from what you sold it for to actually delivering a a product at a profit, managing clearly your organization or human resources and and engaging them in those operational processes. And then the last pillar is measurement, which is both financial and operational. People talk about KPIs all the time, which for your listener's purpose, that stands for key performance indicators. And, you know, people get people get caught in the over-measurement burden. I always think that key performance indicators should be key. You know, if you have eight to 10 key measurements in your business, what it's supposed to do is inform your decision-making process. And that below those key indicators, you should be able to discern any kind of sway or underage or overages that might be occurring if you're truly managing organization, operation, and business development. Notice, notice, Gary, that each pillar is not mutually exclusive. They're clearly tied to each other. And every one of the pillars is dependent on the other pillars. So that's called the profit platform. It is our belief. It's how we approach our marketplace with every client. The idea is to create a truly optimized company that is profitable, has positive cash flow, meets its debt obligations, increases the value of equity. You know, I'll leave one last thought, and I realize I'm, I'm giving you really long answers here. Sorry. A small business owner goes into business, and I've said this for years, people don't just want a better business. They want what a better business is going to provide for their life. And and for entrepreneurs, the ability to manage the business of the business, because that's usually not the school they come from. Most of them are trade people who have great values and are honorable and are decent. And they take a trade and they turn that into a business. But running of a business is a science. So the idea is to optimize profit, obviously, in the four pillars. And then they should be able to create a wealth creation vehicle for themselves and their family and their people and their community. I could go on and on. So, you know, that is the profit platform. So,
0: you know, you guys, um, you know, do the coaching with businesses and and many people. I mean, you know, you can throw a rock and and hit a business coach, um, which isn't you guys do a whole lot more than that. Can you kind of explain the difference between you know the, the the I'm going to say the typical business coach that that is out there that's saying that they do all of this all these kind of things and what you guys truly do?
1: There, you know, it's funny. There's always a joke out there that a consultant's going to come in and take your watch and tell you what time it is. Um, and and coaching has a less than reputation, really, because it's just a function of going in and telling somebody, you know, go do this, go do that. Right. Most small business owners are already wearing every hat in their business and, and telling them to go do one more thing on their plate. I, I mean, in the 20 years I've been advising small business owners, I've never found that to be functional. So, so I don't like the term coach because it connotes somebody who's just kind of, and I say with italics telling you, hey, do this, right. don't do that. We believe in what we called it—a build it, implement it, train it, evaluate process. So, you know, our role and responsibility of our client is first we identify the problems in a, in a discovery, and the discovery itself is usually a two to five day process, depending on the size and scope of company, and and it is as I've always said, it's kind of like peeling the onion. Sometimes it's a cherry red, and sometimes it's a sweet Viadelia. Uh, But the idea is to inform and empower a small business owner, whether we choose to represent them or not, that discovery process is about empowering entrepreneurs to to get back control of their business. If we engage our project directors, physically work on site with their clients to, to build the tools, implement the tools, train the tools to them and their staff and then make sure that they're durable. We, we call it an evaluation process, and we couple that with a life cycle process where we stay as the, the third leg of that advisory stool, accountant, attorney, and consulting or operational manager with our clients to make sure that, it, that you know, it, it's, it's funny, Gary, a lot of people will get a coach and they get some good ideas, and, and two months later you go back and ask them what they got out of the engagement. And and most often we find that they're they're doing maybe five, 10% of what they paid really hard, hard-earned money for. And it doesn't, it's not durable. And 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 that was really when I started Coaching Analytics, I I, I said from day one that, that that was just not who we were going to be. Our obligation was to the long-term success of the client. And the only way to do that. Is to vest ourselves with that client and make sure that those tools that we put in place stayed in place.
0: Yeah. Now you you and I have had prior conversations and, and things, and one of the things that I that I really like when we we talked about this, I mean, you talked about people's KPIs, and it's like, okay, well, a lot of people don't, you know, necessarily use KPIs because they don't understand them, and then when they're told what they are. They don't know how to go get the information. 100% true. You guys actually go into somebody's business and help them find all of the components that they need to be able to build the KPIs.
1: Yeah, I believe it has to be theirs. So, and I'll give you an anecdotal story. If I'm working with a contractor, you know, and I think about it, they bid every single day. Yet, if you go down the rabbit hole and you ask them, you know, what is their labor cost? What's their material cost? What's their markup? What's their overhead? What's their absorption rate? You know, these are business terms that most small business owners, they do measurement in some ways. Usually it's tied to receivable bank account right. and, and number of jobs or how many guys I've got working. And, and that by some measure is a measurement it is just not the type of control a small business owner would want to make sure they were actually making the type of profit so you're touching on something that's very passionate to me and that's we go in and help them identify those areas in the business that gives them back that control and then we develop that tool with them so it it has to be theirs i've said for years if I go in and do something to the client, it's never going to stick. If we go in, however, and build it with them and their team, now you've, now you've got something that they're going to use every day because it's incorporating their ideas, their passion, their business into their story. That's something somebody can get up and do. Right.
0: Now, you know, many business owners are going to say, okay, well, I don't have you know, two to five days that I can't do work because I'm, I'm sitting with you doing work.
1: What, what's your advice? Yeah, you know, it's the number one challenge our business development team runs up, runs into is, well, we're so busy. And, you know, it, that conversation quickly evolves into, we don't need 100% of your time for two to three days, which is the average. The five days are a very large client. We get into daily operations. We work with a variety of people in the organization. So we truly understand what's going on. So think of it like an MRI. You know, we start with an opening discussion with a client and then we truly want to discover those areas in the business. So that requires a business owner to participate with us at a variety of times during the day. But we respect the fact that they have a business run. No no business owner can quit doing business while they're working on the business. Right. Re- remember, and, and this is an old phrase, most often entrepreneurs work so much in the business that they forget to work on it. Oh, yeah. and, and so our discovery process really is mindful of the busy day that every entrepreneur has. We do need your time. It's your business. It's your commitment. But we've learned how to navigate our way. All of my analysts that do that type of work have all been presidents. They've all been entrepreneurs. They've all had fiduciary responsibility. They've all lived and walked the walk. So when we challenge you for your time, obviously, we'd want to schedule appropriately with our clients. And we do so every day. Because we want the right people at the table. We want to truly do a discovery that is impactful for that client. You know, the idea is to change your stars after the discovery process. And, and, you know, if if you do a little due diligence around coaching Analytics, and I said that to you in our last conversation, you know, clients always start with, we didn't know how we were going to get all this done. And end the conversation with Cogent Analytics knew who we were. And they've obviously walked the walk and, and not just talked the talk. So I get the fear question and we hear it every day.
0: Right. So, you know, the other thing that the small business owners are going to be like, well, I just I don't have the money to be able to pay somebody, you know, to come in. Um, you know, where, where where do I where do I find this money? What? You know, kind of, kind of, kind of, what, what do you say to those things?
1: Uh, so, I, And I don't mean to be trite when I say this again, I'll give you an anecdotal from a client that I had about two and a half months ago that I had a, a transition discussion with yesterday. They were just a hair away from going broke 20 year old company passed from father to son, the last five years have been very, very difficult. They were operating at about 1% profit. They had some losing years in there and they had a couple of gain years in there, but, but truly underperforming. This year, that company will do somewhere between 11.5% net profitability. Wow. And they are experiencing about 10% growth. You know, I don't believe in wild, crazy growth. I think... You have to grow, especially because of the inflation that's in the market today. A business is kind of like a shark. It quits swimming and it falls to the bottom of the ocean and dies. So, you know, finding the money is usually in the pillars. When we look at a business owner's business development practices, when we look at their organizational practices, when we look at their operational practices, most often those answers clearly come to light. And, and the story I just told you, this father and son, dad's aging out, was not in the best of health. Dad, I mean, son took over the business and really had been operational for the last 15 years since he came into the business. But dad taught that son everything he knew about running the business. Well, keep in mind, the best of that family got them to where they were. Now, keep in mind, they, they had a successful business. They were a good family. They were a good father and son team. They just were underperforming. So finding the money is in the conduction of business. You know, Gary, we only take on about, we only take on about 60% or so of the clients. We will perform a discovery. I will do a discovery with 100% of small business owners in the country. Because I think it's impactful, I think it's valuable, and I think if nothing else, it will change their perspective on how they they look at their business. I just need a good client willing to come in with an open mind and an open heart. I always say, give me one percent of your trust, we'll earn the rest of it. Right. Um, you know, because people are fearful. People. Oh, yeah. You you touched on the two major things, right? I don't have time, and I don't have the money. Both are a function of how you run your business as an entrepreneur. Right. Right.
0: Now, you know, besides um, not acting on this, what are some of the common mistakes that you're seeing that the the business owners make?
1: Most often, the financial information or the operational information is, is not informing them. You know, clients tend to look at how much do I have in the bank? What do I have on receivables? And when I say line one, you're, at, you're an accounting background. So you understand, you know, they look at how much revenue did I do? And then they flip open the page and look at, did I make or lose money? Um, the, the activity of managing the business of the business, you know, I, I always tell clients, you don't have to be a CPA. You don't have to be a financial geek. There are ways to get information from your business and make better business decisions. So that would be number one. Number two is organizational. You know, people crisis hire, they typically don't train very well. The compensation, you know, they'll hold on to people that have been underperforming for years because it's a heck of a lot easier because that person's at least trained to know what I do. They just do a really bad job at it. Right. So, organizational practices, definitely is mistake number two. Now, if you keep in mind, if you don't measure it and you don't have a team that is truly in line with where you're trying to take your business, you can imagine that number three is probably operations. Right. Right. So then you get substandard operations, you got a lot of quality assurance problems, you've got brand problems, any one of a number of things. Well, you can imagine if I've got, I don't, manage what I don't measure, and I've got organizational issues, and I've got process issues, wait for it, that's definitely going to have an impact on how much revenue you can drive. Right. So, you know, I hate to, I feel like I, you know, that was kind of gimmicky, but it's really not. The reason why the pillars are the pillars is, is for all of the years, the thousands and thousands of clients I've been representing, those four things are always constant. And it is what I would challenge every one of your listeners. If, you ha- if you're an entrepreneur and you are running your business and, and you are in the business every day and you're really not taking the time to step back and evaluate how you achieve your goals, you know, the process of the, the pillar and you can go right to our website, you can look, we have a working edition with a whole bunch of questions that you should be asking yourself in the, you know, if you want to work in the privacy of your own office and ask yourself the tough questions that that we've put out on our website, we put hundreds of white papers and case studies and information in the hopes that another entrepreneur is going to be able to see themselves in those stories. Right. And be and be able to, in the privacy of their own home or their own office ask themselves the tough questions. About are you optimized? Are you really taking advantage of the market? Are you protected from the recession we all know is coming? Right. right? Recession readiness to us is so critical. It's a conversation we're having every day with clients. Now is not the time to fly loosey goosey. We've had 12 years of pretty good good economic increases. Right. We can all look at the markers and know that. In 2009, and I'll, I'll just make this point quickly, in 2009, it was the single largest small business kill-off with the, the last Great Recession. A lot of companies consolidated, but a large percentage of entrepreneurs ended up getting negatively impacted and truly went out of business because they were not prepared for an economic downturn. There will be an economic downturn. It's 12 years. It's an economic cycle. So it's long overdue by most economists' position in the cheap seats. Now would be the time that you would really want to take a long, hard look at your efficiencies in your business, your management in your business, your people in your business to make sure you're best prepared for what we all know is coming. Right.
0: Agreed. Agreed. Rob, I know we could we could talk all day. we do we did we did previously. Um, what questions have I not asked you
1: you wish I had? the 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 question that I think that immediately comes to mind is is about it, you know what clients say to us every day. well, well rob, we don't we don't know how to do what you're saying and and I will answer this easily. The not knowing how is not is not an excuse for, for not preparing yourself or not endeavoring to know. You know, small business owners are the single greatest economic impact in our country. You know, the, the entrepreneurial community is the lifeblood of America still. Most people go to work for privately held companies in America, not publicly traded companies. The not knowing, not having to do something, you know, there are people, and it doesn't have to be coaching analytics, but there are people just like our staff that care about small business owners every day. And, you know, it's uh, take it from an old entrepreneur, Gary. I've built five companies. You know, I, I didn't have the business wisdom when I was 26 years old, getting out of the military. It has been a lifelong journey in realizing that business is a science. The business of the business is critically important if you're going to be an entrepreneur. And it really is the one way for you to protect your, your family and, you know, your employees and their family and participate in your community. Being an entrepreneur, to me, is an honor. It, it, it is a very, very difficult lot in life. People always say, oh, well, Rob, you work for yourself. Ah, you work for Uncle Sam. You work for the bank. You work for your employees. You work for your customers eventually in that story, you end up getting to work for yourself. But for all the entrepreneurs that are listening today, you know, we appreciate the lot, the journey, the, the tough choice that you made to become an entrepreneur. Um, you know, don't, don't put your head down and just slog your way through it. Pick your head up and assume that if, if you're not optimized, not knowing is not a reason to not know. Right.
0: So if our listeners, you know, they, they like what they've heard, they know they need this help, how can they reach
1: out to you? Absolutely. Cogentanalytics.com or you can call 833-4, the number for my profit. So Cogentanalytics.com or 833 for my profit Please talk to somebody. Even if you have a question, we don't bill for phone calls. We don't bill to talk to people You know, for us, our mission, our values are such that we'll help any small business owner that that reaches out. I know people are a little funny about putting information, you know, filling out that contact list in because everybody knows the next thing is you're just going to get spammed to death. We don't sell our list, Gary. That's all internal. We respect an entrepreneur's privacy you know, don't be hesitant of using the website, thinking that we're going to then sell your data to somebody else. I, I, I am personally offended by that when people do it to me. Great. So I've just made it a practice to never do it to other entrepreneurs.
0: Great, great. Well, Rob, I really appreciate your time today. I think that that you had a lot of, of great things uh, that our listeners are able to, to pick up from. And I certainly hope that many of them reach out to you guys, um, because I agree with you. I think pretty much every business owner out there, um, if they're just starting out or have been in business for 20 years, it, it's something that's important uh, for them to take care of. And, and now
1: is definitely the time. Well, Gary, I, I appreciate you having me on the show. And I know I talk too much. I'm very passionate about what I do. So I'll just apologize. We, could, I hope... we
0: couldn't tell. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I hope it was valuable for your listeners. And I'll apologize for the run on answer. So
0: thank you for having me on the show today. All right. Great. This week, our guest was Rob Brayman, the founder of Coach and Analytics. We'll see you guys next week.
1: This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer.